Hello, and welcome to the Find the Magic podcast, where we talk all about finding magic in books and their characters. I'm Trisha Copeland, fiction author and host of this show. I have a very special treat for you today for episode seven in season one of my podcast, a first listen of my upcoming audiobook release, Kingdom of War, read by amazing narrator Dan Delgado. First, a little backstory. Two years ago, I decided I wanted to get my Kingdom Journal's YA Urban Fantasy series produced in audiobook format. Like many authors, I turned to ACX to find a narrator. But after two failed attempts to work with narrators, I put the project on hold. Fast forward six months later to PenCon 2019 in St. Louis. I was in my author table and Amy Duchler came by handing out postcards and introducing herself as a narrator. It felt like kismet. I talked with her for a while, then followed up after the convention. Amy produced a sample for me and became the voice of Alina in Kingdom of Embers. After Kingdom of Embers, she became the voice of Camille in Kingdom of Darkness, both of which were released last year. If you know Kingdom Journals, the third book, Kingdom of Honor, is told through the voice of Jude. Jude meets Camille at a camp in Iceland in Kingdom of Darkness. Together, they realize they are witches, and not only ordinary witches, but that Camille is one of a trinity of witches, prophesied to bring peace to witch souls. Jude is her herald, a protector of the trinity. So to produce Kingdom of Honor in the following book and finale of the series, Kingdom of War, that features Hunter, I needed a male narrator. Amy introduced me to several narrators, and I had them read for Jude and Hunter's characters. Dan Delgado aced these two characters, and we began to work together to produce Kingdom of Honor and Kingdom of War. Kingdom of Honor released in September of 2020, and we're in the final phases of proofing Kingdom of War for release. I'm thinking a June release date, seeing as June 21st is Hunter's birthday. That could be perfect. Today I'm sharing a pre-release chapter of Kingdom of War with you. To celebrate my other new release, To Be a Fae Queen, I chose a chapter in Kingdom of War when Hunter meets Titania, the fairy queen MC of To Be a Fae Queen. Listen in as Down Delgado narrates chapter seven of Kingdom of War. Chapter seven. A quick flash of light shot around me. I heard a whooshing sound and a sharp pain emitted from my neck. Feeling the spot, I found a wooden needle. Another prick pinged on my arm, and I grabbed my bicep where another needle stuck in my skin. Pulling it out, I held my phone up high, letting my flashlight illuminate the space. I don't mean to hurt you. Please, just come out and talk. Shoop, shoop, shoop. Three more needles pelted my body, hitting my thigh, torso, and forehead. My muscles seized, and I dropped to the ground. I could see, hear, think, but not move. Six large, bronze-skinned men materialized from the darkness. They held spears in one hand and instruments, I guess to be blowguns, in the other. So... You want to meet a fairy, do you? 
one with a white beard loomed over me. Right now, I just want to be able to blink. He plucked a needle from my face. You should have your wish soon. Thank you. I went to sit up, but my muscles didn't respond. Are you? Forming a ring around me, they extended their wings. Fairies were real. Or I was on a bad trip induced by whatever toxin laced the wooden darts. Is this real? You're a witch, and you're not sure fairies are real? One dressed in green robes asked. How do you know I'm a witch? We saw you fly into the clearing. No wings. You're a witch. Plus, you smell like them. And we can, you know, sense your thoughts. Didn't you even research fairies before you came looking for us? He pulled a needle from my bicep. Thank you. I pushed myself up to a sitting position and pointed to my leg. May I? You've got your magic, unless we slap these on you. He produced a string of beads from his pants pocket. Guess standing can't hurt. Another of them, dressed in red, plucked the wooden shaft from my leg and offered his hand. Steady, you might need a minute. Standing, the ground tilted below me and I stumbled to a tree stump. Thanks again. Thanking your attackers? <laughs> That's new, he laughed. Eyeing the group, I assessed my situation. Could fairies do magic? Was I in real danger? Well, you're new, aren't you? The white-bearded gentleman twisted the hairs on his chin and squatted in front of me. Can you read my thoughts? Isn't that what I just said, mate? Yes, unless you block us out. I have nothing to hide. And the answer to your question is no. You're not in danger. Your magic would be faster than our weapons. I studied his face. My magic or all magic? Yours. You are very powerful. He circled behind me. What about you? I turned to the man in the robe. How powerful are you? You can fly? How fast? And are you warriors? Some of us choose to join our armies, protect our own people. But all of us are protectors of the human realm. My eyebrow shot up. The realm or the humans? Smart. The one dressed in red with crimson wings approached. The humans. And you wish to convince us the humans would be in danger if vampires start to retaliate against witches for taking their kind. But the vampires risk exposing themselves if they do that. Michael's coven can't be allowed to raise their departed souls. How many witches does that flood the earth with? Witches and vampire bodies. The white-bearded one chuckled. Vampires with souls. Sounds like a good trade to me. Bolting up, I charged him. They are beings too. They don't deserve to have their lives taken over. Especially your brother, right? Don't bother talking. 
Between us, we know everything. Red Wings hovered over me. And no, we are not all green as in your children's books. Or light-skinned or red-headed. One in a multicolored robe approached. It would help if I knew your names. I am Alameahu. The white-bearded fairy held out his palm. My name will suffice. I stood and grasped his hand. I am Hunter. Alameahu shook his head. We will not help you, Hunter. This is not our fight. What if humans started dying? Are there other fairies that may decide differently? Why do you think you need fairies? Shouldn't this be a vampire problem? Perhaps werewolves or trolls would fight with you. I thought you knew all my thoughts, I glared at him. Yes, you believe they would be taken over just the same. You would be delivering an army to Michael's coven. This Sonia cannot be that powerful. It would not be stood for. Balling my fist, I leaned towards him. That's where you're wrong. This is an old magic. It's been growing for years, and they mean to have dominion over all beings. Surely you can see the threat in that. I do not believe it. The witches will check their own. They have done it before, and will step in again. Yes, with Sonia, but now she is free, immortal, and more powerful than ever. The witches will solve it. We're done here. With a flash of light, the fairies disappeared. Muscles twitching, I plopped onto the tree stump. I'd failed to convince them. It seemed they'd already made up their minds, and I wondered why they bothered coming. Perhaps they were sick of me hounding their land. Maybe they thought they could change my mind, stop me from thinking fairies would help because others might. Standing, I stretched my arms. This was a victory. I learned something. We just had to find fairies that were willing to stand with us. It took all my energy to fly back to our cabin, and I trudged up the steps. Nothing happened when I tried a cloaking spell. Realizing that whatever was in those darts, and my two flying sessions, had tapped my strength, I tiptoed to my bunk, collapsing on the mattress. Hunter? Hunter? Alina's voice broke the fog of my sleep. What? I pushed up on my elbows, and my head throbbed. Oh, God, my head. She slapped my arm. You scared us to death. It's afternoon. You've been comatose half the day. Camille, Grady, no one could find anything wrong with you. Chancing sitting up again, I shrugged. Probably the past week just caught up with me. Camille and I made some chicken broth for you. She held a bowl out to me. My stomach grumbled, and I swung my legs to the floor. I feel like I could eat a whole chicken right now. Well, that's a good sign. 
but I think you should start with this. She set the platter on my lap. I indulged her and sipped the salty, warm liquid till there was none left in the bowl. I hated keeping things from her, but didn't want to tell her about my jaunt the prior night. I'm sorry I worried you. Are you crushed we didn't find any fairies? Yes and no. I'm not sure how hopeful I was. We have to figure something out, though, and fast. She faced me. What about another forest? Or should we go to the werewolves first? I think it has to be the fairies first. I don't think we're going to get any other support without some secure muscle power. Okay. She jumped up. Where to next? Daintree Rainforest in Australia is supposed to be over 180 million years old. Food and then travel plans. She slipped her fingers in mine and pulled me up. We'd been at such odds. It felt good to be on the same page for once, even if she didn't know the whole story. Entering the great room, the others greeted me, but I avoided Camille. While Aaron and Dimitri worked on travel plans with Anne, the rest of us sparred in the gym. My muscles felt sore, but my magic seemed to have regained its full strength. It felt good to push my body, make it stronger, but being together with the team reminded me of who wasn't there. DJ. Camille found me when Alina showered. What happened? I admitted how six of them paralyzed me with the darts, and Camille popped me on the arm. Hey, why'd you do that? I rubbed my skin. Because you're an idiot, that's why. <sighs> I was so stupid to let you go. What if they kidnapped you, taking you back to their realm or wherever they're from? But I got good intel. Their poison is a good defense, and although this group wouldn't help, another may. She harassed me with questions, most of which I couldn't answer, till we heard Alina shut off the water. Pointing at me, Camille backed to the door. That will be the last time I let you pull something like that. I didn't care if she was mad at me. I knew how to contact the fairies, and I would do it again when we got to Australia. That was what half of me said. The other half thought I might be going insane. Perhaps we should be concentrating on our own people, the witches, instead of leaving that piece to Anne and Marcus. Giving Alina time to dress, I knocked on her door. We should call your mom, see what progress they've made with the witches. Hunter? She wrapped her hand around mine. I know you're freaking out. My mind is swelling with how to get DJ and Gregor back, too. We talked to my mom this morning. Shalandra and Orm are contacting the witch covens. But none believe them. They think it isn't possible. Why didn't you brief me on this? What about Marcus? Her red locks swished back and forth as she shook her head. Red tears started to pool in her eyelids. It's not good. Marcus and his coven will side with us. They are only half as large as Michael's, now that Theron is engaged to a daughter of the next largest coven. 
The elders fear Sonia, and the younger generations want what Sonia is offering. A strong witch faction that doesn't have to worry about vampires. I locked my hands around her biceps. We could show them how vampires and witches can get along. Are you forgetting that DJ, Jude, and I are not supposed to exist? We could be executed along with our parents. Damn. I stomped away from her. She wrapped her arms around my middle. We'll get them back. You don't know that. I spun into her. We have to have faith. On the flight, I researched the Aboriginal people of Australia and their belief in spirit beings that conveyed knowledge from the creative beings in the spirit realm. I thought about how the witches, vampires, and humans lived in peace long before the flood and wondered if it would be possible again. Most superhero stories depended on the heroes remaining anonymous because humans would never allow more powerful beings to exist out of fear the beings would rule or harm them. I guessed it to be true. If you look at human relationships with any other creature, beast, or bird, whether protected in the wild or raised for food, humans had control, or the means to control, animals. I focused on the maps and aerial views of the forest, and noted potential portals to the fairy realm. The trick would be to keep Alina and Camille distracted. I needed allies. Grady, Jude, or Tyler would never agree. But Aaron and Dimitri might. Landing, we loaded into an SUV and arranged for our stay and headed to a safe house. It lay in the middle of the forest. The hike the next day through the dense jungle felt like a waste. I couldn't even enjoy the scenery for thinking of how I might escape that night. I got my chance when everyone else went to sleep and Alina wanted to spar. Aaron and Dimitri volunteered to work out with her, and I pretended to be tired. When a clock came, and I removed my shoes and tiptoed down the hall to the control center. With Aaron and Dimitri occupied, the room was empty. Checking that no one saw me, I slipped into the dim room. I knew my way around computers. The passwords would have been the trickiest part, except for the fact that I'd pulled them from Aaron's brain while we were hiking. Witches weren't supposed to be able to read minds, but I focused on the task all day and had been able to find the password in Aaron's thoughts. It felt wrong, and I didn't like it, but I convinced myself it was a means to a good end. Tapping on the screen, I brought up the video surveillance programs and reset them to play the feed from the back of the house in a loop of the previous hour. Next, I padded to my room and put on the Kevlar jacket and pants Anne had designed for us. The suit felt like wearing bricks, but I figured it was better than being drugged again. I evoked a cloaking spell and made my way to the back exit. Tapping in the door code, I released the lock and clicked the door shut behind me. Hiking a mile into the forest, I took to the air. I circled the forest once, 
looking for the darkest part, and descended into the trees. Using my phone for light, I searched for a clearing. With the start of the witching hour, the forest grew silent. The hairs on my arms pricked with anxiety. This would either prove to be the smartest or the dumbest thing I'd ever done. Hadn't I learned my lesson last time? A branch cracked behind me, and I pivoted towards the sound. Amber eyes glowed in front of me, and the woman pointed a cocked arrow at me. Why are you here? Green wings flapped on her back. I raised my palms. Don't shoot. I'm alone and mean you no harm. <laughs> Why do you think you could do me harm? Spreading my shoulders, I tugged on my sleeve, revealing the mark on my wrist. I'm Hunter Michaels. I've heard of you. She began to circle me. You contacted my brethren in Africa. Then you know what I need. I confronted her. Who are you? Will you aid us in defeating Sonia? I am Queen Titania, ruler of Auburn, the kingdom below this realm. Many questions floated through my head, but I focused on the goal, getting her to agree to lend us soldiers. She listened while I explained our circumstance and how we believed the fairy could aid us in breaching Michael's coven's complex. We have experienced the powers of the creatures of deep earth. They tried to invade our realm also. Our primary goal is to keep the human realms safe from evil beings. This Sonya appears to be an evil soul that must be stopped. You'll help us then? I can only lend you two hundred soldiers, but there are other kingdoms that may give their support as well. I could go to them on your behalf. You must give me a day to speak with them. Come tomorrow, and I'll have an answer for you. Can't you go now? My time is limited. We must move fast. Coming here took a lot of effort. I saw you in the forest earlier. You were right to come alone. We are forbidden to commune with soulless creatures. The hybrid girl poses a problem. If the other kingdoms know you are with her, they will not aid you. So, you believe Alina is soulless? The queen nodded. There is not a question of beliefs. She is until she is made a full witch. I drew in a large breath thinking we should ignore Orm and make Alina a full witch at first light. It was too risky for her not to be. She could be possessed like DJ at any moment. Jude had no problem with the trials. Theron was made a full witch. Alina would be fine. Refocusing on the fairy in front of me, I offered her my palm. I will wait here until you return then. She ignored my outstretched hand. She will wait here a whole day? Can I enter your realm? Plead the case myself? No, it shall not be. A male fairy appeared behind her. Titania, 
We should go. You won't take me, or can't? You would not be able to re-enter Earth's plane. Well, that wasn't acceptable. I will come tomorrow night. We can discuss our plan of attack. The two fairies evaporated, transforming to gas and seeping into the ground. Studying the forest floor, I found no hole or portal. I could have flown back to the cabin, but I wanted time to think. Two hundred wouldn't be enough soldiers. I needed a thousand. I contemplated whether I should share the news with the rest of the team, and decided against it. When the fairies and I came to an agreement, then I would tell them. Checking my phone for direction, I focused on the path ahead. As the witching hour waned, sounds of the forest grew around me. Birds called and bugs buzzed. Monkeys let out hoots and howls. I walked through a thick patch of trees, and the air cooled, causing me to shiver. The dark leaves overhead rattled against each other as the wind whipped around me. Frozen air hit my face, and a dark figure descended to the ground before me. Black wings spread and folded behind his back. A smile spread across his pale face. Hi, Hunter. Hello? I squared my shoulders and bent my knees, ready for whatever might come next. I mean you no harm. He circled me. I swiveled to match his steps. Who are you? What are you doing here? Don't you want to know what I want? First, I'd like to know who you are. I go by many names. I reached out with my mind, but there was nothing to read. It seemed as if my magic hit an ice-cold wall, and I prayed my other powers would work against him. One side of his mouth bent up. You'll have to wait for me to answer your questions. I don't like games. What do you want? <laughs> I want to help you. Who are you? No guesses? His words transformed to a hiss as he finished the phrase. I stared into his black eyes. None. Surely you sense that I am and am not like you. But you also fear you are more like me than you prefer. Abaddon, Apollyon, Beelzebub, Leviathan, Serpent of Old. I raised my chin. Lucifer. So, you do know who I am. In theory. Didn't think I was real? You have living proof that I am, and still you do not believe? What are you talking about? Alina, her mother Anne, Jude, and even your brother are my descendants. Although, if pushed, I may only claim Anne. Such a beautiful child of darkness. Alina would have been, but for her tainted blood. 
If only I had gotten to Anne before that brute brother of mine. Anne stands for everything that is good about their species. Perhaps. But she will protect the species above all. If pushed, she will not hesitate to kill for her own. Your descendants are being kidnapped by Sonia. Is that why you are here? Why not go to Anne? And how can you help me if you too are soulless? I am not a soulless creature, nor are my followers. Our souls were cut off from their life force, so we cannot pass along that life force in another being. Thus, the soullessness of the vampire line. Maurice's sword has given Sonia and Michael's coven the upper hand. The power has shifted out of balance. Looks to me like it's shifted towards evil. I would think that would be your thing. <laughs> Let us not quip about semantics. The fairies will not be able to deliver you the power you need. I chuckled. <laughs> and I'm thinking you can, and that you want something in return. He clapped his hands together. <laughs> that was not hard to guess. But my price is not steep. We want the same thing. Sonia, dead. Don't you have the power to kill her? I do not have that power in this realm. I took a step back from him. So, she is immortal. No one can kill her. Do you fear her? Fear is not an emotion I'm familiar with, but I am aware of threats to my power. Sonia, like her mother, houses a strong soul. She will not be content to be subservient to anyone. She, Thanatos, and Theron must die. Once the sword of St. Maurice is destroyed, she will no longer draw power from Sheol. All three of them? You just said Sonia before. They will be faithful to her. You don't know that! One of his eyebrows arched. You don't know they won't. Who is Sonia's mother? Lilith. She lay also with the angels of light. I've worked hard to keep her soul in Sheol, away from my realm. If she and her daughter are reunited, they will gain power. I don't plan on killing anyone. I only want to destroy the sword. Winding round me, he shook his head. But you wouldn't really be killing anyone. Just placing their soul in the sword for safekeeping. You're mincing words. Why don't you do it yourself? I cannot bear the sword. Only someone of this plane may yield it. It felt like my head might explode with the complexity of the situation. I slumped onto a tree stump behind me. He offered what I needed. Enough force to get into Sonya's compound, right? What powers do you and your army have here? 
Again, very smart question. My mind went black. I could see nothing, hear nothing, feel nothing. Then, a blinding, piercing shot of pain jolted through my body. I curled up in a ball, praying for my life. The next second I saw him, Lucifer, standing before me like nothing happened. We may not be able to cause physical harm, but we can make anyone believe anything at any time. I summoned my powers and put up a shield. Try again! Seeing the darkness, the nothingness, hovering in front of me, I pushed it back, keeping it at arm's length. You are a powerful witch. I have not seen one stave off my attack before. Sonya's army won't have their senses about them. They are souls in foreign bodies. We will render them useless, and you and your friends can slip into the compound, find Sonya, and take the sword. You sound very confident. You know she is there, with the sword? I can sense the souls that sustain her, as well as the sword. Lucifer represented everything we needed. Knowledge, an army, all right at my fingertips. What if I can't get the sword, or we're not able to capture her soul? What if they elude us? I will make sure she is delivered to you. All you have to do is pierce the sword through her heart, and then destroy the sword. Lucifer started to circle me again. You are giving something before my part is done. What is the penalty for me failing? There is no failure. I help you, and you do the deed. Or, you and yours will be forever cursed to be haunted by my kind. Most afflicted take their own life within weeks. Looking to the sky, I took a deep breath. I need some time to confer with my team. You're going to tell them? You were keeping the meeting with the fairies from them. Why not this? I think they will notice when an army of black-winged angels appear. His mouth rose on one side. Yes, Anne's daughter is pure like her father. She will not tolerate deceit. I brushed past him. I'm done talking with you. Come tomorrow night, and I will have my answer. A blast of cold air pelted my face. I blinked, and he was gone. Shaking off the frigid sensation, I checked my phone and started off to the cabin. The forest remained quiet, too still, as if frozen in time, and I began to jog. I wanted no more surprise visitors. There'd been too much magical activity in these woods for one night. Wow, what a chapter. Not only did you meet Titania, but also some fairies from Watuga the fey kingdom lying beneath the continent of Africa, and Lucifer as well. 
I had to truncate the chapter so I didn't give away too many spoilers. How did you like it? Should Hunter accept Lucifer's help? Do you think he will tell Alina and the others about the meeting with the Dark Angel? And wasn't Dan great as Hunter? He told me he used a Keanu Reeves-inspired voice. A bit more about the narrator, Dan Delgado. Dan is a high school English teacher of 20 years. Like me, he is a true fantasy fan with early inspiration from the audiobook of The Hobbit, narrated by Nicole Williamson, and The Dragonlance Chronicles, narrated by Peter McNichol. You can learn more about Dan on his website at d2voice.com. If you're interested in finding the audiobooks for Kingdom of Embers, Kingdom of Darkness, and Kingdom of Honor, you can find them on your favorite audiobook site or on my website at trishacopeland.com. Until next time, happy listening.